0: This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive, and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry, and today we caught up again with Steve Folland. We talked to him today about procrastination and how to deal with that, the future of working from home and what we think that might look like, as well as the all-important work-life balance. Okay, so another question for you. I wonder if you have any thoughts around procrastination. I am an expert procrastinator, and I know that a lot of people now they find themselves not in an office surrounded by productive colleagues can be very easily distracted by their Xbox or YouTube or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you've ever struggled with it as a person that procrastinates or whether it's uh, you've got some particularly good mechanisms for avoiding it.
1: Oh, I, th- I think everybody procrastinates. All Procrasti works where you're... Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing work, but it's not the work you were actually meant to be doing. It's something else entirely.
0: That's most of my most days. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I think really you just need to get real with your to-do list and your priorities. And usually, if it's not you, it's just not you. But for me, I, I work best when I have a deadline, when I know I've got something that needs to be done, then I will buckle down and I will do it. And I think that's the trouble is that when you have open-ended stuff yes and maybe it's just stuff you don't want to do but i think in our hearts we all know that there's a whole theory on it called eat that frog this guy has made a book and a living out of preaching this thing where whatever the worst task on your to-do list is you should do it first in the day you should eat that frog and if you've got two things you don't want to do then you should eat the ugliest frog gotcha and it does kind of work really and, and the good thing is, actually, if you sit down and you take that approach and you go, right, what is the thing I really don't want to do, but it's actually going to make the difference if I actually do it. If you sit down and you do it, suddenly the rest of your day gets a lot better. Like you, you think, oh, yeah. I can do this. And then you just start kicking other things off. Yep. So, yeah, you could find other things on your to-do list just to tick off to feel like you're being productive. But if there's actually something you're meant to be doing, then really you just have to kick yourself to do it. Yeah, there's, there's no real other... You've just got to have the self-discipline, really. To imagine, I guess, that there's somebody looking over your shoulder telling you that you, you need to get that thing done. If you're really struggling to get it done, if you really keep getting drawn to the Xbox or whatever, first of all, ask yourself why why that is, for example, because there might be a deeper reason which is worth you looking at. But also... If you really don't want to start a task, maybe just go for a walk. Like Normally, I would say, go and have a coffee at a coffee shop, but let's get real. Maybe just go for a walk these days. <laughs> yeah, just leaving the house, having a change of scene can often be the catalyst for when you come back to sitting down and actually doing it. If you've been trying to think of something and you've been struggling to do that, then maybe going for a run, coming about, having a shower, that, that process might kick into gear the thing.
0: Sort of a reset button.
1: Yeah, that can really work as well. So if you're just staring at a screen and not doing anything productive, then sometimes just binning it off and go and do something else and then coming back is better, which is why actually the whole ethos, I guess, of people just sitting in offices from nine till five is an utterly flawed one because actually some of those people would be better off getting up and going out and doing something and then coming back and being more productive.
0: I want to ask you about work life balance. You've you it's something that I've listening to the Being Freelance podcast you've talked a lot about. And so really keen to understand how you think about work life balance, how we should be thinking about work life balance right now because I think it's sort of the lines are getting increasingly blurred while we're trying to find time in between everything else.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's this an interesting theory that I once sort of came across and it's called the four burner theory. So you have to imagine your, your gas hob. Yeah. So in your cooker, you've got four burners on it. Admittedly, we've got the electric, but let's, let's go with burner anyway. So you've got four burners and this is your life. Okay. So you've got, oh man, what was it? You've got work, family, health, friends. Let's put it like that can't exactly remember what they are, but that's effectively it. Work, family, health, friends. And the whole concept of this is that you can only burn two of those particularly brightly at any one time. You only have so much energy that you can give. So if you want to excel at your work, then the likelihood is that your family and your friends will not get so much attention If you also want to keep your fitness up and your health, for example, likewise, if you want to really concentrate on being amazing at family, then your work burner is going to go down. And that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you just need to realign what success looks like to you. So the reason I find that uh, burner theory important is because you, you, again, you realize that it's not your fault that you're struggling with work-life balance. It's just the fact that everybody only has a certain amount of energy. The only way around it is to outsource things, to hire people to help you with the work or to help you with the childcare or to help you. In fact, about the only thing I've, I think you can't outsource is health and eating, like eating healthily and doing exercise. It's pretty much the only thing you have to do yourself. So you could get a personal trainer and a nutritionist if, if you were particularly in that way of mind. But that's kind of like where I find it quite helpful to start thinking about it. And then the other th- realization is that really it's I think the best thing you can do for yourself is become more self-reflective, which sounds a bit woo and a bit hippieish. Particularly as Brits, we don't like to think about ourselves too much. And you know, like speak out loud and, you know, about our feelings. But it is honestly the best thing you can do. Some people say about keeping a journal. For me, I started vlogging, so I started journaling effectively to a camera a few years ago. Uh, Some people do that now via Instagram stories or whatever, but basically saying out loud what it is that you're feeling, what you're working on, what you're struggling with, what's good, what's bad write it down put it in your head have that conversation somewhere anyway you've got to think about it because when you think about it you can start to tweak things you can think okay well I'd really rather spend much more time with that or why was this week so stressful how can I change that and in that respect it's a bit like riding a bike so you've not had to teach your kid how to ride a bike yet but I realized this a couple of years ago when I was teaching ours and um Basically, you can't teach a child to ride a bike, really. They have to figure it out themselves. You watch them going down the road and you realize that there's this is like every single time they they ride, they slightly adjust. And that's what it becomes like, I think, with work-life balance. You figure out what it is that you want to achieve. You know, work and life wise, and then you keep self reflecting and then you keep adjusting and then gradually like it's, you know and sometimes life will change it always changes you go through these different phases for you with a one year old it will be different to having a three year old to different to having a seven year old for example, being totally single and having no kids at all, very much different to being married and so on, so you will hit like rougher parts as you cycle along but you know, when you're riding a bike, you come to a rougher bit and yet your body somehow just adjusts, isn't it? And you keep on going. That's, that's only because your body has figured out how to do it over time. And so you need to just do that for yourself as well. Always be self-reflecting, like all gooey hippie as it might sound, and it will make you um, happier in the long run, I think.
0: So thanks again very much to Steve for joining us today. You can find more information about him at beingfreelance.com. As always, we would massively appreciate it if you could share this episode with at least one person that you think would also enjoy this podcast while working from home. And please subscribe for more episodes every weekday.